You're listening to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home Podcast. Welcome to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle. All right. So today I want to talk to you about that word, enough. Enough. Isn't it a beautiful word, both phonetically and in its connotation, you know, in the way that it makes you feel like complete, content, full, enough. It's like this anti-tension, anti-resistance and dissatisfaction, I feel like this is what we're constantly striving for, to be enough, to do enough, to have enough. And it works both ways. When you're trying to achieve more or when you're trying to achieve less, either way, you know, whether it's when will I have enough versus, you know, when will I have let go of enough? When am I minimized enough? People always want to reach that that stasis, that, that equilibrium that just feels like you know, you're able to relax, you're able to be content, like this is enough. Well, there's this saying that enough is a decision, not an amount. And that's what I'm going to be expanding on here today. I really love this saying, first of all, enough is a decision, not an amount. It's not like a goal line that you're running toward. Now, you can try to put some structures and things in place to make it feel more like a goal line so that you can achieve your own specific goals, but enough is really a decision. So, of course, you could really take this word and this whole concept of enough being a decision and use it in so many different topics of discussion. So, from this point on, I'm specifically speaking to finding that elusive enough when it comes to decluttering or minimizing your stuff. So let me start off by saying why I'm not a huge fan of the number limits method. And I know that you see this all over the place. Just about anybody who talks about becoming clutter-free or or minimalism has their own number version. You know, you've got like the minimalists have their, uh, what is it called? The men's game where each day you, you get rid of the number above the previous day. So you have like, you know, one day you get rid of one thing, the second day you get rid of two things and so on and so on. Uh, You've got Courtney Carver who created the uh, 333 wardrobe, which is really just a personal project or goal that she set for herself. I'm going to mess this up, but it had to do with the numbers three and 33. So I think she wore like three outfits for 33 days or something like that. Anyway, there was a number goal. And so now, you know, thousands of people are, are duplicating that particular number goal. And then you have other people who are like, you know, declutter 365, one thing every day for, you know, the rest of the year. And you have people teaching about things like capsule wardrobes and how to get your closet and your wardrobe down to maybe 50 items that are all interchangeable. Or there are so many things out there. There's so many doctrines out there that will have a specific number goal for you to try to achieve. And the reason that people offer up these numbers is because people want to have a solid goal. They want to already know that it's enough, to already know when they've achieved that moment of enough because they can check the number off the list. But enough 
isn't the same for everybody. You know, there's nothing wrong with having like these outside structures that help you to have a physical, tangible goal that you're working toward. But understand while you're going through those processes or trying these different doctrines that it's not the end result of the number that's going to bring you more or less close to your version of enough. The purposes of those things is to add a structure that makes it easy for people to draw people in to, you know, show you that you can get started to get the ball rolling. But if you're finding the right balance for you and for your family and your unique situation, it's going to be a unique balance and a unique level of enough. Now, I promise I'm not going to continue repeating that word like a mantra throughout this entire episode. I'm going to try to, you know, minimize the number of times that I say enough in this episode. Um, So maybe that was the last one. We'll see. So when you're trying to achieve this this level of stasis that you're looking for inside of your inside of your home and your life. And you know, you're wondering, well, should I be getting rid of more things? Is this okay? Is what I have? Okay? Um, Is this the right balance for myself and for my family? You really need to look inward, you need to to make a, um, a mental note or an intentional note that you want to look inward at what your ideal is. Because the comparison trap has so many, it really is a trap, it has so many different landmines that you can fall in when you're looking outward at what other people are doing, and you're trying to mimic that or copy it or just transplant it into your own life when you have different needs, you have different structures, even physically inside of your space, you have different structures. So duplicating other people's work, other people's numbers, and other people's exact methods that they've used inside of their own home may not necessarily translate well into your own space. So A, you probably would not be happy with the solution, or there's a good chance that you might not be happy with the end result that you get in following these other doctrines to a T without really checking inward. And two, When you look at other people constantly who seem to be so much further ahead than you or seem to be so much, you know, further along and have this perfect existence, it can add a heaviness to your own project and make you feel bad about the spaces that are going along inside. So, you know, you've got to understand that everybody starts somewhere, right? And and all you can really do when you're trying to make positive changes for yourself, whether that's getting out the clutter or, you know, losing the last 10 pounds or getting a degree, you know, whatever it is that you're working toward, start right where you are. So, I mean, really, like the first step in trying to make any kind of change and approach on a new project like that is to evaluate where you are, be comfortable with where you are, and then plan from there. Don't expect that you're going to be as far along as somebody else who's going through the same program as you or that you're going to be as far along as the lady who lives across the street who may even have the same floor plan as you. You've got to just start where you are and then work toward finding that balance through a process of experimenting. Which brings me to my third point, why experimenting and stretching is absolutely necessary to finding the best balance for yourself and your home with your stuff and really with anything else, with anything that you're trying to find that level of enough with or that perfect balance for you. It's always going to be 
a trial and error process. It's always going to be a method of experimenting, trying something, learning from that. If it's a failure, you know, taking that information and letting it take you one step further by the information you've gained, and then trying something else. It's constantly trying something and either failing or succeeding, and then trying something different. So when you're talking about getting to that level of enough with your stuff, if you're still asking that question, have I decluttered enough? Or, you know, do I still have too much stuff? Should I be clearing it out? I feel like if you are asking that question, then you must still have some belongings that are that are weighing on you. There must be something left that you're not feeling. You're not feeling intuitively at that level of, you know, relief lacking intention. You still feel like something is there nagging at you. So there's a good chance that something may be maybe you have not reached your level of enough yet. And that the fact that you're asking should be a sign that, yeah, there's a little more work that you need to do in order to really feel that harmony that you want to feel with your home. So what exactly do I mean by stretching? Well, stretching kind of in its definition, even if you think of it physically, stretching is is pulling yourself further from whatever the normal limit or barrier is, okay? So whenever you get to the same spot and you're like, for example, spring cleaning rituals or decluttering rituals and you keep coming to the same spot, but you never quite feel that, you know, that harmonious balance that, ah, okay, this is how I want my home to be. You never really get to that level and you're always stopping at the same threshold. Then you should consider stretching yourself, like taking where you are, and then also pushing yourself a little bit to get rid of a little bit more. Here's an example of this, okay? And it's just a really small daily example, something that I've done a couple of times when we go grocery shopping. And that is after we've loaded up the cart with whatever groceries or whatever we're there to get, to get, and we're heading to the checkout lane, I'll do a quick scan over the cart to see if there are just two items that I can put back, you know, because you always have those things that kind of make their way into the cart somehow where you're grocery shopping, the more people you have there shopping with you, whether it's your kids or your significant other, the more extra junk you're going to end up leaving with. And so I'll scan through the cart and try to find just two things that aren't really needed that I can put back. So that's stretching myself to just take a little extra step to, you know, get a little less junk that we don't necessarily need and not wasting money and all of that good stuff whenever we're grocery shopping. You can do the same thing when you're shopping. And, you know, if you have a habit of, of, shopping for shoes or clothes or something like that too much to just stretch yourself whenever you're shopping to maybe put away one or two of the items or, you know, limit yourself in in some way. How can I stretch myself? And you can do the same thing when you're decluttering. You think that you have one room down to a T, but it still feels a little off. Just stretch yourself, challenge yourself to get rid of one more thing and see what that thing would be if you were to get rid of something. So in general, growth always requires some level of stretching. It's never completely comfortable to really grow and make changes and advancements inside of your life. There's some kind of stretching and growing pains that are involved in making those changes. And so if you're not pushing yourself or you're not stretching yourself at all, but you're wanting to make changes inside of your home or your life, it just doesn't make sense, right? I mean, you're not making changes if nothing's stretching. 
So you should feel some level of discomfort in this whole process of experimenting and stretching and trying to find that balance and that level of what's enough. But you may also find that, you know, sometimes in the stretching process, you push yourself a little too far. You know, that's part of the process of experimenting is sometimes you fail. Sometimes you do a little more than what you intended or you make a mistake. And, you know, all you can do is is course correct. Okay, I learned from that mistake. I take this failure. I'm going to use this knowledge going forward. And then you keep going. If you're afraid of getting rid of something that you might need or making a mistake in the process of trying to clear out the clutter and you're just panicking about, well, you know, what if I do this? What if I, and then that becomes like a big, a big worry barrier to your being able to make any kind of progress. Well, you're not going to stretch yourself because that fear, that worry is going to keep you from taking any actions that really would lead you to some kind of a growth. So instead, you should just take on the mindset during this This phase of experimenting and stretching, which, by the way, is not a one and done thing because things are constantly, whether it's in our lives, in our homes, in our, you know, mindset, just whatever, things are constantly shifting and changing. New seasons are coming and going and people are growing and aging and things are just always going to be changing. So the experimenting and stretching phase is not a one and done. You can do it once and then, you know, put it off for a while before you before you go in and start really changing things up all over again. But it's never going to be just, okay, this is it for the rest of my life. Everything is now perfect. I no longer need to grow and stretch. And we'll just live like this in a stasis forever and ever. You know, it's not going to be like that. There will always be experimenting and stretching. So when you've gone through a period of experimenting and stretching and trying to make changes and progress inside of your home, then how do you know when it's enough? Well, I think that balance and contentment and that feeling of relief that you get whenever you have when you whenever you're at a good harmony with your space, whenever you feel like you've achieved what you wanted to achieve and it just feels right, you know, I think that those things are physical. You can physically feel when you're unsettled about something, when something just doesn't feel right and, you know, you're twisting your head and you're not sure exactly what it is. You're trying to, you know, you're like, if you're trying to figure out which painting belongs there or if something looks a little off with things that are next to each other and you're just kind of staring at them and twisting your head. I mean, that's a good sign that something must be off, right? Because it's bothering you. It's catching your eye. Well, the same thing with how much we choose to hold on to, how much we choose to let go of and what brings us to, you know, an emotional place where we want to be with the things that we have. And we're going through our day with, you know, energy, enough energy that we're able to dedicate to the things that we want. And everything just feels like there's a nice harmony and a nice balance. Well, you can feel that even in your body, our bodies are so responsive to our emotions or our thoughts or our environments, anything that's going around on around us, you know, our, our bodies will physically respond. You'll find that the things that that you like or that feel right to you, you physically kind of lean more into them. Your muscles physically relax down your back more. You just, you get these physical responses to things that you may not even consciously be thinking about or, or think that you're aware of, but your body is responding. And whether you call it like, you know, intuition or just a physical response to something that's going on inside of you or around you. I think that that is the sensation that you're looking for when you try to find 
what is going to be the best balance for you and your family. I think it's a sensation, a feeling, kind of like finding the the man of your dreams or the woman of your dreams or whatever. You just kind of know when you found the right level of harmony. So hopefully this helps you out a little bit. Let me just do a quick recap because I know I was kind of jumping all over the place. But four big key takeaway points that I want you to walk away with are, you know, first of all, use the number limits methods as they're meant to be used as a starting place or a challenge or, you know, something to work toward. Don't use that as your personal beacon for what is enough for you. So Number one was kind of why I don't love the number limits method. Number two was the comparison trap and the fact that you have different needs from other people. Everybody has different needs. So looking inward instead of looking outward when you're trying to find the right balance of harmony inside of your life. That's huge. I know so many people have no clue and they're just, you know, I want to find this balance and harmony, but I don't know what it looks like. So I'm going to go read these books or I'm going to go copy what this person is doing in this magazine. And again, kind of like the numbers method, that could be a fine starting place or jumping off ground, but it's not a beacon or a lesson of what is going to be enough for you. Number three is why experimenting and stretching is necessary to find the best balance for you inside of your home. That's going to be a consistent lifetime thing that you're going to have to to do pretty much in multiple areas of your life is to experiment, stretch, grow, fail, all that good stuff. And then number four was when you feel it in your body and your intuition kind of peaks up and you feel the level of acceptance and contentment, that's generally the first good indicator that you have actually achieved the right balance for you inside of your home or the right level of enough in whatever area of your life you're trying to achieve it in. So that's all I've got for you for today. If you haven't already, please go leave a review over on the Apple Podcast app or on their website for the Apple Podcast. Leave a review of the Mind Your Home podcast here. Let me know what you think. Feel free to always reach out to me over on the Instagrams or if you're on my website, leave a comment down below. I would always love to turn these into conversations and see what your thoughts are on some of these topics that we talk about here. I'll catch you next week.